we got a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about the One Chip Challenge because we got yet another update on that. Hey, we've been watching some interesting things. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche put out the new reverse retro jersey, so there's going to be some thoughts on that. Uh, WWE, some other basic usual topics. And hey, one of us almost ended up serving on a jury. Find out who very shortly. You're in a good place. Welcome to the episode. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that's an Algonquin roundtable on Tuesdays and a bingo parlor on Thursdays. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing this weekend? Um, Color me confused, I guess. I don't know why we got to change things up i mean you might as well do something like monday through friday and then have it on the weekend you know switch it up why is it tuesdays and thursdays it just seemed like the most comedically appropriate thing i could say oh hmm it's going okay. for the laughs You know, I was hoping for genuine laughs. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's pretty yeah. genuine. Genuinely <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, special, different, interesting episode. Mostly because, hey, we're recording in the middle of the afternoon. Um, <laughs> instead of our usual late at night time. So it's different. It's interesting. It's a Saturday. That's weird. So. Yeah. Huh. So, Kira, we're like halfway through the weekend. How's it going? Has it, has it been good? You know? No. <laughs> no. We should have done this last night. <laughs> not, not that doing this now is any any better or worse than what it would have been last night. It's just instead of what I was roped into required to be doing. Last night, this would have been better to start off my weekend better. Mm. So here we are. You, you know, Kidder, I, I I know you were doing uh, stuff last night, which is part of why we're recording today. Um, if it makes you feel better, I ended up like burning the hell out of my thumb. You see that white on there? That's a blister. So, yeah. That's what you get for playing with fire ants, I guess. Uh, no, it's more of, hey, I'm taking this hot pan out of the stove. See Junior run into the room. Hey, Junior, stay back. Wouldn't want you to, ah, get there, man. you know. Great. <clears throat> way, to, way to take one for the kids. Yep. For the kids. It's for, it's for the kids, man. It's for the kids. It, it's, it's for the kids. So that's, between that and the fact that Lefty's working nights, so I on kid duty it's uh you know i 
like it's almost kind of depressing kidder it's you know three o'clock in the afternoon and i'm like where did my day go i have like spent the whole time just with them this is like the first me thing i have done all weekend hmm. well i'm happy to help make it happen <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh hey since we're doing that you know what kidder <coughs> we get, since we get both have throats and we're thirsty. I, I, well, I, I, I was going to say, you know, we've had above kind of had a rough start to this weekend, kind of like this transition. Maybe it's just time for us to get to everybody's favorite segment. Kind of what's on tap. Hmm. Hmm. I suppose it is somebody's favorite. I think, uh, well, it's Lane's favorite segment, but he never watches this show anymore. So is it really his favorite segment? You know, I'm, Kind of tempted to start putting up a days without Wayne counter, like at the top of all of our episodes. You know? Yeah. I'd be all right. So you just have to find out. Well, I, I think you said in a recent episode the last time that he maybe watched something. <clears throat> yeah, it's been a while. And he hasn't even uh, commented on the pizza. We started talking about pizza at work one day, and then I said, you know what? <clears throat> we had a whole 45 minutes on that, but you wouldn't know, would you? He's like, what? Yeah, you, we talked about pizza for 45 minutes or so. Oh. Lane, where are you? Do we need to call in Scooby-Doo? You know, he's got to have an annual review coming up here pretty soon. You know? Yep. Things you could improve on. Watch more Triple B. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that, that ranks pretty high on the on the scale of, of pretty much everything. I mean, work performance is pretty much zero if you're not watching any of these episodes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, I mean, technically, wouldn't this consi consist of like professional development? I mean, this is clearly a showcase of how not to put a show together. It I could mean, be. If you put yeah. it that way. Mm -hmm. Put it some way. We're a cautionary tale. So, uh, <clears throat> speaking of cautionary, yeah, I, uh, I just downed an order of Taco Bell. No, I wasn't going to say Taco Bell. I, I downed an order of American Mexican food and some fire sauce and a Coke. So this is going to go well. It's good that you have a hard out at five because it might end earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see. So, uh, so what are you following that uh, that scrumptious fast food meal and Coca Cola with? What's the chaser? <coughs> oh, <coughs> apparently clearing my mucus out of my uh, esophagus. You know. I think we're getting into the the festive season, so I don't know. This is the first one I grabbed, I guess. So let's 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 do this, shall we? Let's Orion, help me help me pick this one out here. It's uh, <laughs> the old chub, <laughs> Oscar Blues Brewery. It's a Scotch ale. It's eight percent alcohol by volume, and twelve fluid ounces. And man, that can brought me right to it it's an old it's chub it's a big chub new chub it's what 
I was going to say, uh, it's what drew my attention and why I had it on the show, oh, many episodes ago. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll and be I glad think. to see what you think of it. <laughs> well, it's shiny. <laughs> um, it's brewed and canned by Oscar Blues Brewery, LLC, in not one, not two, but three different American locations, including Longmount, Colorado, Brevard, North Carolina, and Austin, Texas. And yes, the Ball Corporation bringing you this uh, colorful painted on aluminum. It's so shiny, you can't focus. All right, whatever. Let's put her in the old fighting Sioux, North Dakota Yeti. <clears throat> Yeti! I also don't know why the KRDN Eyewitness News 8 weather stream isn't pulling up on on the old background monitor to give us a little bit of something, something to watch. Because it is online. You can also watch that on YouTube. You know, go to YouTube and search KRDN Eyewitness Weather Now, and you would not get a black screen, but a classy, classy weather stream. And while you're there, like and subscribe to this show, because watching and sharing and caring helps us keep going. By the way, Howard, we only need another, uh, I want to say... 1,925 or so subscribers until we can start making money on YouTube and get our half cent per view. I thought we only had to get to a thousand. No, maybe it's a thousand. All right. So nine, 924 ish. If we hit 2000, I mean, that would be all right. too. Cheers. <laughs> got a nice scent to it oh that's thick Mm -hmm. nice roasty flavor to it got that actual scotch ale taste instead of that shit i had a few weeks ago that claimed to be a scotch ale that was like an ipa disguise that was that was terrible Mm mm-hmm This one, I'll enjoy drinking one of these. Mm-hmm. You were saying about uh, our subscribers and making making money. I well, I forget where I was going with it. Just the fact that I think we're sitting at like seventy six. I mean, we've been pretty consistent on the uh, people joining and uh, liking the content, so that's good. And. Uh, I'm kind of stalling. I'm waiting for Google Kidder. I was like, oh, you know what? Well, well, Kidder does all of this. I'll uh, I'll pull up the local geeks drink spreadsheet, and I can tell you exactly then which episode I had old Chubb on. It is still loading. It is still loading. Tell you what. While you talk about it, I got you. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna look it up. Okay, well, Kidder, um, what I'm having tonight, I was just looking to see which episode it was that I had it on. 
episode 28. I was so close. I got to about uh, 24 before I, uh, yeah, 28. We'll jump. I said, said uh, that's quote. <laughs> Go you for say it. Your Go own for quote it. then. No, no, you, you got it. You got what it. What are we doing? How do we do this in the afternoon? I'm not drunk enough for this shit. What is this? He said, quote, and then I got the scotch. No, that's the way. That's not what he said. <clears throat> he said, quote, that's pretty good. Not too bitter. Nice, smooth taste to it. Thanks, local geek, for getting that direct quote. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Kidder, since it is uh, the afternoon and since I'm on kid duty uh, this weekend, uh, you know, I tend not to drink just in case something were to ever happen. I don't want to get into a vehicle after consuming uh, a beverage. Safety first. Uh, so I'm drinking Kidder something that I always, you know, I like to talk about because it, it just has never really taken off, but I really enjoy these. I have a Coca Cola with coffee. I have the caramel uh, flavored one. Um, basically, it's uh, what do we got here on the can? Uh, great Coca-Cola taste blended with rich, luxurious coffee. Um, 70 calories per can. That's I mean, really all you need to know. So I didn't I enjoy these uh, a lot, Kidder. They're kind of my favorite, like afternoon sipping beverage. Um, I, it, it's one of those things I've gotten hooked on. I, I like them. They're not quite as sweet as a Coke, but they're not as bitter as coffee. I'll, although I will say I only really drink the caramel ones. Any of the other flavors is kind of like, ugh. Ugh. so that's what I have on tap. Hmm. So I'll enjoy this. All right. All right. <laughs> Interestingly enough, we have represented well, let's see. Doing math, that would be 28 states. Because uh, Local Geek says we have not represented 22 states. Yes. Yeah, we're a little behind on some of our uh, state representation, I guess, which means we need to travel more, Kidder. But hey, in, in more exciting and important news, Kidder, Mm -hmm. uh, you know how I kind of follow like which states have listened or have had listeners to the podcast. Yeah, we finally picked up Montana. Uh, we've had some downloads from the uh, great state to our west, so hmm. woohoo! We get to check Montana off, bringing us down to I think there's only now like seven states that we haven't had a listener from. So. Doing well. Doing well in that. Um, yeah. Other than that, California's been in the at the top of that leaderboard for downloads. So take that as you will. <laughs> <clears throat> I think we we might need need some extra viewership then from California. Let's let's see. I mean, there's enough people down there, so you'd think that we could get a few more people. But hmm. it was a good uh, a good month in the uh, the shop too, because uh, you know if you if you put the code in, <clears throat> you put the code Howard in, 
you get uh, 20% off. It's still running that, you know, just in time for the holidays. And a lot of, lot, lot of stuff happening on the store. Right, Howard? Yeah. Well, and you know what? I've been meaning, Kidder, to ask you how long that code is going to last because uh, I've been meaning to get on there and purchase myself a It's Been a Week shirt because, mm. damn it, it's been my slogan. I uh, figure I should sport a shirt. <laughs> so I need to do that yet while the code is still hot. It's mm-hmm. true. It's true. And <clears throat> I'm trying to look uh, for two different things. Uh, number one, as I restarted my browser, because updates are important. It uh, cleared out my my rundown. <clears throat> so I got to reopen that. But also, as uh, that is now opening, I can pull up the sheet over here. It's the sheet. The sheet for the back end of the store. Let's see. what What can we find on here? Hey, we can even protect our designs. All right. All right. Because I'm sure everybody's clamoring to steal those. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe the, the it's been a week one, right? <clears throat> yeah. So how, how generous are you feeling? Let's let's ask that first. How generous are you feeling to for this promo code, Howard? I mean, I mean I, I'm feeling pretty generous. Um, also, because I know that the episode where the promo code debuts is not out yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, right. might, might want to give it a while so that, that can land and give people some time. Mm-hmm. Or are you thinking, um, let's just say November 31st, like, you know, bl- done with Black Friday and, and Cyber Monday and all that? Or are you thinking done with Christmas or just until next year? <laughs> Well, I think we should at least go through like, you know, the whole Black Friday. That would be that'd be pretty generous, I think. <clears throat> How does January 3rd, 2023 sound? Sounds like happy birthday to my dad. Um that's a great gift. We end our discount code. <laughs> because he is such a cheap bastard and will never see this show. Congratulations. We end the code on your birthday. <laughs> He's not really a cheap bastard, but he'll never watch this show. So <laughs> I got half of it right. Uh, yeah, he would have turned off on uh, what's on tap as soon as I pulled out a Coke with coffee. Mm-hmm. What the hell kind of shit is this? It's you know, kind of about, about that hey, line. It, uh, it'd be more like, well, we're not talking guns this episode. Click. Mm. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Speak. So Howard, for uh for, for the protecting our stuff, we can subscribe. Subscribe now. 50% off. $9.99 per month to protect our profits. I you know yeah. it it once we start having some real serious profits, we can talk about it. <laughs> we safeguard our brand with automated searches and and <clears throat> And and the real time email alerts of potential infringements. And you can take action. I think we're good. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, um, as for the uh, analytics, uh, yeah, not too bad in in uh, September. 
So thanks for, for joining us through the September months. Appreciate all of you. As in the local geek, thanks for purchasing your pint glasses. <laughs> They're available at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. Now that we have some of the cheap plugs out of the way, I understand that uh, you might have an event coming up that you're probably not looking forward to. Am, am I am I wrong? Actually, uh, it's come and gone already, Kidder. Well, that's how far behind we are. Uh, well, it's not so much how far. I didn't bring up when I got summoned uh, to jury duty uh, because it was for the federal uh, court, which means that, you know, when you get summoned or placed on jury duty, your like window that you could be summoned is like September through December. You know, it's like a whole quarter. So it was nothing worth really bringing up. Um, but. Yep, I, I I had to report to the federal courthouse uh, on Tuesday, and uh, I was one of thirty-one potential jurors and such. Um, it's interesting, Kidder. Uh, I, I've only ever been called for uh, county court, and even then, I only ever made it to jury selection once. So this was kind of interesting. Had to go through security, then get basically sit in this room. They make you watch a video from like 1995 that explains the uh, the selection process and kind of what your role is as a juror. Great. So, you know, it was one of those like it started playing and like you could just tell from like the cameras and the clothing. I'm like, this was done in like the mid 90s, and so yeah, at the end it's like copyright 1995. I'm like, called it. You know, it was. It was a 90s informational film. I, I mean, it, it was that. And then uh, we got into the courtroom and they they called up. I think it was like 24, 25 of us to be answer questions. Uh, and go through that. Um, I got lucky. I was one of like the early ones called. So I got a nice comfy chair in the jury box. Some of the later numbers, you had to sit in the like wooden pew like benches. So, but they brought us into the courtroom at it was like nine forty five, and jury selection went until about noon. So, it was a it's a long uh, process. It was an interesting um, process. the uh, The case sounded. Totally fascinating, Kidder. Totally fascinating. Uh, I wanted to hear it. It uh, it happened uh, up on the Fort Berthold Reservation and consisted of assault with a deadly weapon. But what this weapon is kind of led to the question of, was it truly a deadly weapon? Because the, uh, the prosecutor and some of his questioning of the jurors was like, if I use this pen and attacked you with it, could you consider that a deadly weapon? Which just tells me that, you know, the, the actual weapon that was going to be revealed in the, uh, the trial was probably something along those lines, something you wouldn't normally expect as a weapon. So, uh, it involved, you know, uh, supposedly a, an affair, Drug use, alcohol use. I was riveted. 
However, Kidder, I have too many friends who are cops and was not selected. Are you sure that it wasn't just an episode of uh, Court TV? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, uh, I got to spend half a day at jury duty, basically going through selection, and then was one of the vast majority of people who was uh, not selected and got to go back to work. So, um, it's interesting, Kidder. Everybody jokes about not wanting to serve on jury duty, but man, the two times that I've made a jury selection, and I'm, I've just been like, I, I want to hear the case. You know, I, I'm intrigued. I, I, I wouldn't mind serving on a jury once. Hmm. You know, you should watch more court TV. That's not the same. Pretty much not the, the same. Yeah, not the same. I had to do that for district court a couple years ago. I got called for jury duty, and the trial went. <clears throat> the 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 problem with it, I had to work that afternoon. They didn't care. Like when I got there at eight o'clock in the morning, I gave or asked the bailiff to give a note to the state's attorney and say, Hey, gotta work later. Not going to be an impartial juror on this. Can I be in the pool to be excused right away? No. I had to sit through the whole stupid process and await the full selection of the jury to then be excused with everybody else. Waste of time. Not a fan. Yeah. And it's interesting because there were people who were clearly like, yeah, I don't want to be here. But when they asked, like, anybody not want to be here? Nobody, uh, you know, nobody said that, you know, or voiced that concern. It was just, hmm. and, and it was, it was interesting. The judge asked if anybody had, you know, like, is there anything that you like, you know, like a conflict that anybody has? And like one little old lady's like, well, Thursday morning, I was going to leave for a family get together. And I was like, well, um, we're going to still be going Thursday morning, but, uh, I think we got enough people. You're excused. <laughs> yep. It's like that could have happened to me because there were three pools of jurors summoned for that case that uh, I was summoned for. And uh, as you know, each pool of jurors is 12 jurors. So there's 36 people who were summoned to go through to find 12. And really but that's the it's part of the judicial system now here's here's the part of the part that bothers me about that right so you go through this whole process essentially a dog and pony show from start to finish and you find the person guilty of whatever crime they were committed beyond a reasonable doubt they have been convicted of that crime then it turns to sentencing and all the months and months and months or potentially years of drug out court BS. They get like probation or they get a month in jail. I just saw a, a, a case where somebody uh, like murdered his brother. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison, not life because it was murder. 
20 years, but 10 of those years were suspended. So realistically, if he's good, because, you know, he only murdered somebody. If he's good, he can be in prison for 10 years and be let out and go do it again. Cool. So without getting extremely political and going off the rails, because I could, I'm not going to do that today and just say, think about that. Now let's continue on. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, maybe switch to something not controversial, like wrestling. There's never been controversy in wrestling. It's just never. clean, good old, wholesome family entertainment. Scripted entertainment, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a couple things that transpired this week. There, Howie Blues. <clears throat> let's uh, start in the the double double E category. First of all, Baron Corbin returned. He's now on Monday Night Raw. And uh, it looks like he will be managed by JBL. First of all, just that. How do you feel about that? Um, You know, I, I have heard some other commentators talk about this, so I, I did hear about this. Um, I'm fine with it. I, you know, I... I never had a problem with Baron Corbin when he first started and I watched him in NXT and I thought he was great in NXT. So this is kind of a return to that character. You know, he's back to Baron Corbin, not happy Corbin or sad Corbin. It's back to being Baron Corbin uh, and probably hopefully back to being a contender. So, and putting him with JBL, that will hopefully help him move to kind of that next level, you know, it mm-hmm. have a little bit of, uh, you know, the polish rub off and, uh, you know, give him a chance. Couple things about it. The segment, first of all, JBL, I don't know what kind of tailor made his suit, but it, it looked like a kid wearing his dad's suit. It, it was, it was kind of comical and it, and it bothered me. Just bothered me. Distract it detracted and distracted me from from the segment a little bit. Second of all, he is, as you said, Baron Corbin, so a plus, a step in the right direction. And he he's back to I I guess you could say more of his older ring attire and look. So that's fine. What he's not back to is his awesome music one of the best themes in wwe in fact i'll put it in my top 10 ever no he's still got some garbage ass music that still is like happy corbin but he's not happy corbin why yeah it's trash i hate it i think they'll come around to changing it they just they've never been fast like on that it's almost like and i would almost guess this is what happens i'm guessing creative comes up with the direction like okay we're going to bring him back where he's going to be this corbin and all of that all right that's great we'll get that going the sound department doesn't get like the note until like they were watching Monday Night raw there's probably a sound engineer who's in there going you know eating his popcorn watching the show and they'll be like oh damn it and now he has to go out and 
make that happen, whether it's a new song or mm-hmm. dusting the old, you know, the dust off the old one. And this was still good, you know. Mm-hmm. So open the other folder of old music, drag it over. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're ready now. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice if they figured it out. Yeah. Please figure it out. Stop screwing with our emotions. Yeah, I will say, Kidron, I didn't know if you were going to get to this. Uh, one of the commentators did bring up the interesting thing. You know, if they're bringing him back. They're, they're going to give him a push. They're going to give him a run. They're going to try and make him big. And to launch this new take on uh, Baron Corbin, his first match, Dolph Ziggler. Not, mm-hmm. And like in a like 15 minute long match, it wasn't a squash match. It wasn't like a beat down. It was a 15 minute. I've heard mixed reviews. Some people said it was a good match. You know, others just kind of put, yeah, you know, it's a Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler. I think it's kind of the people are tired of those two. Like just nothing has ever really happened with them. And I think that it's, I think there's some fatigue on Dolph Ziegler and Baron Corbin. They hate each other so much that they just keep wrestling each other. (laughs) No special matches. No final point to anything in the feud. No raising the stakes. Just here's another match. Yeah, nothing to it yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. This could be good. It could be bad. We'll find out. Yeah, could be could be good, could be bad. Let's go for the good and another good thing. Day one pay-per-view premium live event. Ego is out of here. We're done with that. We don't have to do, worry about that again. So that's very nice. Yeah, I I mean, I would be okay if the WWE decided to cut back a little bit on the uh, premium events. I I think they could and allow for some of their storylines to build and get a little bit hotter before you're having these matches. Um, Because I I think sometimes they haven't really built them up, you know, to, to a level that deserves it. I mean, you look at the uh, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle match from Extreme Rules, it's getting praised fairly heavily because it was built up. There was story behind it. There was, you know, it had built itself to needing this big match to to blow it off. And so, you know, if they can do more of that, I think that they'll be in in good hands and in a good place story-wise. So, Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. Let's continue on with all of that. Uh, Apparently, also, is that the special type events, i.e. Extreme Rules, Hell in a Cell, they're supposedly dialing back on those. So that would be good. You know, do those, I don't know, together. Make it more interesting. I don't know. 
I, you know, Hell in a Cell was always more interesting when it like a feud had gotten to that point. It became far less interesting when it's like, well, we're at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, so we're going to have like three of those. You know, it, it, it in feuds that oftentimes hadn't earned that match. They weren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it, it's a match that really should be like, this is the penultimate. We're at this point. It is going here, you know, and only one person's going to win. The other person's probably going to leave broken, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with some of those stipulations that have become pay-per-views just going back to being stipulations and used far less frequently. And what do they matter? Are you just are you just wanting the Punjabi prison to come back? Um, no, because <laughs> that was never good. Um, <laughs> surprised they didn't make that a pay per view. <clears throat> Don't give many ideas. We replace Hell in a Cell with the Punjabi prison pay per view premium live event. That's when they start doing their live premium events over in India. That, that's when that one will show up. 12 wrestlers get arrested. Only six make it out <laughs> alive. Wait, that's, that got dark pretty quick. <clears throat> yeah. How do you feel about all the new talent coming back? Or not even coming back, but and, and new talent. There's new talent and then there's old talent returning. How do you feel on that? You know, um, I'm okay with it. I I think that there were some of these, some of these folks who kind of just got an unfair shake. You know, the whole not a Vince guy, or as a lot of people are, the old regime's idea of a champion, or things like that. And I, the sad thing is, is that you have some very talented folks who just because they don't meet the look even though they can put on fantastic matches they work their asses off they were never going to get a shot i mean we have seen i mean they it's almost i'm surprised nobody's ever dubbed it the nxt curse you know you start off nxt you you get red hot you show and prove that you're this excellent talent then you go up to the main roster and it's they just kill you i mean you can name more people who were champions on NXT who have been let go by the company than people who actually were on NXT and have like so far succeeded on the main roster. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sad because as I said, you got some real talented folks. I mean, let's not forget FTR was amazing in NXT. FTR comes up to the main roster and gets some of the, especially once they ask for the release, some of the worst stuff that they were asked to do, you know, and now they're uh, with a different company and thriving and everybody's cheering them. They have like all the titles. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's, they have there's three tag team championships from three different promotions. And and it's yeah. not even AEW, the, the show that their main promotion who they work for. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so you can have these, you know, this fantastic talent that is just 
totally wasted. So I'm hoping that this is kind of rectifying that and allowing some of this talent to come back, breathe some new life into the show. Cause I think that we've been talking about, you know, there is a talent shortage within WWE. I mean, when the women's tag team titles got vacated because Sasha Banks and Naomi walked off, you know, they're like, oh, we'll do a tournament. And they didn't even have enough talent to do a tournament in the women's division. I, I mean, they and need then the ones who were in it. They either kept getting injured or something else happened where they couldn't take part in it. And so they were throwing teams together for no, no reason just to fill it. Yeah, so I'm okay with some of this talent coming back, and hopefully we're getting to see some fresh matchups, some different matchups, and uh, and such. And I and hopefully some different storytelling as well with some of these guys coming in. So, I, I, so far, I'm okay with it. Very good. I like it too. It, it's it's pretty fresh now because there's a lot of people who. It uh, either weren't on or had shown up and you'd heard about them because they were on NXT or something. And so they're somewhat familiar. So it is kind of nice because there's actually people and matches and some storylines and they're starting to try and get them to be a little bit better. They brought the one writer over who used to work for the Marvel Universe. And so maybe there's a little bit more cinematic writing going on that uh, will help to create more arcs for characters and feuds. Uh, That, of course, is if he can get through the, what do we say? There were 75 different writers for WWE. (laughs) So, I mean, if, if, if he or she can get on board and then push the creative level to that decency then good i i hope that it works yeah uh i i I think you'll see some of that i mean i've already seen some good stuff i mean now that they kind of are doing the judgment day versus the oc i mean that's bringing some storylines in and storylines and such that people have wanted to see you know they've been hinting at finn balor and his history with the oc for years and now it's like, hey, they're finally pulling the trigger and doing something with it. I mean, I know everybody wants him to join the OC and have that as a faction, but at least they're doing something with it. So, and again, also using these talent elsewhere. I mean, the Good Brothers made an appearance on NXT. So, you know, I, I think you're going to see some of that and see some people showing up on NXT for different bits. So, I, I really think that they're in a good spot creatively at the moment. And a lot of them have been showing up on NXT and some of, as we saw in the last premium live event, some of the NXT stars are showing up at WWE main roster events. So they're trying to do the cross promotion a little bit of, you know, which should have been done all along instead of create treating them as complete separate companies or entities like, yes, they are separate and they work independently. However, how many times uh, as you, let's just put it as this way, working with an agency, do you work with other agencies that are part of a larger agency? It just makes, makes sense, right? It, it, it does. Well, and it, it can help build 
stars. You talk about Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn took off in NXT after he he wrestled three just incredible matches with Cesaro, who was on the main roster. You know, Cesaro versus Sami Zayn at TakeOver was an amazing match and helped to build Sami Zayn and build a following. And people really got behind him after that, you know, so it can help and it can help legitimize these guys who a lot of times, you know, if you all you ever follow is Raw and SmackDown and you don't watch NXT, you might go, who is this guy? You know, it helps. It helps. I, I, I kind of knew that. And I'm like, isn't this person so-and-so? I had known nothing about them. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with watching WWE products and then watching the AEW product <clears throat> and then watching the premium live events and then watching the pay-per-views, it's just a lot. I was thinking when we got together for the last premium live event that uh, I wish Sunday night heat, which of course it wouldn't be Sunday anymore, but they could still call it heat or call it velocity. As you remember, they had both of those shows as the developmental show, which now NXT would fit in, put it the hour before the pay-per-view. I loved that. Because then you can have your promotions and your lead up to the pay-per-view or the premium live event, but you're still getting matches and you're introducing talent to people who otherwise would not be introduced to them. Yeah, I don't know that you're ever going to get that back. Oh. I know. But if I was in charge... Uh, I think part of it is, is that they, you know, they just produce a product. It's up to the TV networks to actually run it. So they could create that product. I mean, I think they still do um, main event as a show. I think it only airs on Peacock, um, which is serving that, that Sunday night heat sort of kind of role, but it doesn't make it to TV because, the networks don't have a spot for it. So I, yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is. I don't think you're ever gonna get back to that. I just wish they'd maybe use the kickoff a little bit more like, you know, that because, because again, why are you doing a kickoff? You know, it used to get people fired up about the matches that are coming up. I get that. But you know, if people are already following WWE, they're already aware of all of that, you know, you could use that kickoff spot, even if you just used it to showcase, put an NXT match on the kickoff, you know, Hey, uh -huh. here's, here's our, you know, up and coming talent, getting a shot, you know, to go on, you know, get people introduced that way. I mean, I could see that working instead of, taking sometimes a match that's like on the main card and going, well, you're the kickoff because boy, have we seen some of those where like the kickoff match is almost better than some of the stuff on the main card. So, uh-huh, but we'll or, see or even worse because you remember the El, El Torito, the, and, uh, 
was it Hornswoggle? No. Uh, you, you remember what I'm talking about, right? It, it was yeah. the little bull character and somebody else, and they had that on the on the kickoff. And I'm like, why is this a thing? <laughs> why? Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm sure that there will be more changes to be made. I think, you know, I would be more concerned if like Triple H had changed everything just right out the gate. Um, I think that would have been too jarring for people. Yeah. I, I think he's slowly making the changes and improvements, and I'm okay with that, you know. And I think we'll see more. I think it's only going to get better. So. Speaking of getting better, a health update as we transition over to the AEW world. Uh, I don't know if you got to see this or heard of it, but earlier this week, as in on Tuesday, Dynamite, the main event for the... And no, it wasn't for the title. It was just a, a match, I believe. But <clears throat> it was John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page in the main event during the match the uh, in fact I, I don't know at one point in the match uh, but there were about seven minutes left of the show and uh, Moxley and uh, hangman ended up trading blows and the, you know they go to the uh, opposite turnbuckles and Mox comes in with the King Kong Lariat, the giant clothes arm or arm bar, not arm bar. I'm having a very tough time describing things today. <clears throat> the clothesline from hell, King Kong Lariat thing that Moxley does and smoked Hangman. And he was basically out just hit the mat and was out. Ref immediately went over, checked on him, recognized lights are on, nobody's home, and called the match. The health crews came out, the trainers, the doctor, and the EMTs. They ended up putting him on a longboard, which is perfect for any potential neck injury or head injury. Uh, stabilized him put him on a stretcher and hauled him out, took him to the hospital to get checked. Uh, it was officially just a concussion, but he got his bell rung pretty bad. Don't know of any residual problems that will be from the concussion, but it's uh, something to kind of keep in mind as, as uh, you know, hangman's future is there for the next three to six months you know if he's still shaking out those those cobwebs that that are now loose in his head from when he got his bell rung or if there's any other lasting residuals but he's okay he sent out a message that uh you know he's okay and that he would be back at one point to try and regain the aew championship and I do believe, as I keep thinking, I, I do believe it was for the AEW World title. Uh, partially because they had, you know, six minutes to fill. Moxley got on the microphone and 
you know, talked about uh, thanking the people and that this is professional wrestling and it is dangerous. And they get out there and they put everything on the line and injuries happen and stuff. And he wishes you know, all prayers and wishes to make sure that <clears throat> that hangman uh, would make a full recovery and that he'd be okay uh, for his kids and whatnot. So a nice gesture for Mox to do that, but then also the crowd in Cincinnati, which is John Moxley's hometown, also chanted, uh, you know, get well soon or, or chanted Hangman's name. So thoughts with Hangman and hope that that he does well, because, of course, I was at the show where he won his first world title. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that he makes a, a quick, you know, recovery and a full recovery. And you know what? He he should should take some comfort. He doesn't play for the Miami Dolphins. It's not like they're going to put him out next week uh, to get his bell rung a second time. You know, yeah, just saying. Just just throw that out there. Um, There's yeah. something to be said about you know having your defense actually do something. Yeah, that too. That too. I don't even uh, watch football. <laughs> I know we we've talked for like football twice now, like in a month. People are like, "What's happened to them?" They clearly jumped the shark. Sports? What? Yeah. The only sport um, that we actually care about is hockey. Damn it! The only sport on the planet. Yeah, and we'll get to some hockey, uh, but Kidder, I, I do have to ask you, and I, I know I know this is a bit of a sore subject, but I, I was listening uh, to some wrestling news uh, last night while we weren't recording as I was um, cleaning up after dinner, and uh, it, it sounds like the rumors are, the talks are, um, Ace Steel has been uh, released from AEW for his role in the altercation. But the other kind of bigger news is that it sounds like AEW is in talks uh, with CM Punk to buy out the remainder of his contract. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So it might be the end of CM Punk in AEW. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I know from uh, what we've seen and heard over the past seven years that that CM Punk's biggest issues in WWE were related to Vince McMahon and the medical treatment. And now that there's a different regime, and I don't even believe that that primary doctor is with the company anymore, uh, you know, that might open some doors. So yeah, he, he's burned bridges everywhere. I still feel that press conference was a setup somewhat scripted. I don't believe he was out there shooting as, as much as uh, it, it's been made out to be. I, I think that a lot of it was supposed to be a work. And, and I think that the other people involved took it way too far because their egos were bruised. And, and I mean, if, punk gets fired because of it i think the other three or four of them should be fired as well yeah i i don't know if that's going to happen and i don't know that it was a a work um mm -hmm. for everything i've heard and you know it, it's i, I was doing think, his research this week 
Well, you know, Howard listens to a lot of uh, news and commentary on it. And I've been trying to follow on this one because, you know, it's, a, it's an important story. You know, it, it's interesting. I, I know a lot of people blame Tony Khan for not shutting down the the press scrum and kind of letting it boil over. But, you know, you have to admit, CM Punk has been the biggest star in AEW since he joined that roster. He's had some very good matches. You know, he has definitely brought people's attention to AEW. If if CM Punk would never have joined AEW, Kidder, I can guarantee you wouldn't be watching it. You know, you wouldn't have gone to full gear. There's, yeah. you know, he, so he's clearly brought some people to the table. And that's, you know, that's great. Um, but I, I do think that he probably went a bit too far and he probably shouldn't have thrown the first punch but we'll see we'll see what happens um the other part of this is you know it it sounds like uh you know like part of buying him out might be the fact that the locker room is against him at the moment and so you know it's a whole we don't want to cause more problems in the locker room uh, and who knows? He is injured, so it could be that when he returns, um, they're able to smooth things out and maybe even turn this whole thing into an angle and make a um, an excellent match out of it. We'll see. As I said, this is all kind of rumors and speculation and a lot of talk and nothing confirmed. Um, could he go back to WWE? Very possibly. I'm sure he wouldn't necessarily want to do the the whole schedule. I think he you would see him kind of on the Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar sort of contract, which would be fine too, but we'll see. It sounds like there's a pretty hefty no compete clause as part of this buyout. Like so it's a question of he either sits for two years and does nothing, or even if he takes the buyout, he's not able to compete for quite a while. So and Punk is up there in age, you know, so how much longer does he, you know, want to do this and how much longer can his body hold out, you know, so is he willing to put two years on hold for this? So we'll see a lot, a lot still, as I said, this news was just kind of breaking last night. So I'm sure we'll know more and hear more in the weeks to come, but I just want to throw it out there. So, yeah. And the yeah. fact that, <clears throat> that he's on the shelf with the, uh, the torn pectoral, you know, that's, that's time away anyway. And so he has to work through that rehab through that. So that's, that's at least another, I don't know, seven months or so. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. We'll hmm. see. We'll uh, see. But Hey, yeah. you mentioned hockey. So let's, uh, you know, Let's, let's make a quick swerve, a quick lane change, and uh, mm, yes. you know, talk some hockey, and, and maybe we'll talk positive hockey because you know last night uh, hockey did not go our way. We you know we Ugh. the Avs lost to the Kraken, so that yeah. sucked. And then yeah, I don't know how Kidder because I didn't watch it because I didn't want to give us the curse. Oh, it was but terrible. I do know that, but I do know. We were in the lead for like two yeah. periods, and I don't know how we blew it, but we lost to the friggin' Gophers. So, last minute and a half of the game, they the Gophers scored. 
And then about 35, 40 seconds into overtime. Shit defense. Quick play. Back of the net. Game's over in overtime. Absolute trash. Piss me off. I was annoyed. And then I saw the score on the bot because in the ticker, because I, I wasn't able to watch both games at that point. In the ticker, I see that uh, the abs were down two to the Kraken. And I said, what the hell? How? Like, I, I know that it is Dave Haxtall, head coach of the Seattle Kraken, formerly of your fighting Sioux. The guy that kept going to the ball, but was never chosen for the championship. <sighs> Almost made it. But the Kraken. The hell? Hey, you know, it could have been worse. It could have been the Wild. Dude, the Wild finally won a game, Kidder. I saw they that. Finally, they, they finally you know, won a game. They had to squeak to overtime, but they won it. Yeah. Beat the Canucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I know I was listening to some commentary on their take on uh, the whole like thing, and they were excited. They've been really down on their goalies, which is sad because they took Marc-Andre Fleury and because of that lost Cam Talbot. So they're, but they've really been digging hard on, on Fleury with that. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're, they've been really concerned about this whole non-winning streak. Although I will say one commentator did make the comment that um, they probably should have beat the Avs. And I was kind of like, what? No, no. No. They can think that, but no, they should not have. Yeah. yeah. The Avs play the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. And, of course, game two with the Gophers and Sue. We'll see what happens. And then uh, next week already is the Hall of Fame game in Las Vegas T-Mobile Arena. And, of course, by the time this episode is released, we'll know what happens all along the way. So there's that. also wanted to share that even in Bismarck, the Tribune, yes, the local paper, can get some things right occasionally. <laughs> Let's do it again. Yeah. Now, granted, this article is from the Associated Press, and the Tribune did not actually write it. It's interesting because they actually put it in the paper. <laughs> so, there it is. Thanks. Gee, I don't see the wild holding one of those above their head. Ever. Right, because they've never won a cup. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Kidder, this is all, you know... Great addition to our run sheet, mm -hmm. which had nothing to do with this. You wanted to talk about the new reverse retro jersey. <sighs> I had to share it. Have you seen them yet from the league? Have you seen the new repertoire of jerseys? I I have not seen all of them. I have seen the right. Avs uh, reverse <laughs> retro jersey. Uh -huh. And I have thoughts, Kidder. I, I, I have some thoughts. You go first because, yeah, I have my thoughts too. I'm just going to say last year uh, when when the league did this reverse retro jersey thing and we did the Nordiques uh, logo and and look, 
I mean, that ah was a work of art, and I was very tempted if my budget would have allowed to have purchased myself one because excellent, excellent, very well done. Loved it. This year's uh, reverse retro from the Avs. Eh, I'm not. I'm not excited by it. I'm not thrilled by it. Doesn't do anything for me. Well, here's here's the thing. Because last year I loved that design, even though it was white. It was freaking awesome. I tried to buy one. The time they went on sale, they were sold out. How are you sold out when it goes on sale or when you pre-order a pre-order means that, okay, we're going to take these orders and then we will make them. You couldn't even do that. I couldn't get the knockoff version. I couldn't get the full authentic version. I couldn't get a named version. Really? Did you make 10 of them? What is your problem? And now there's going to be this design this year, which is garbage. In fact, on every post that I've seen it, I have put the effort into telling them that it's gross. <laughs> they don't care, obviously, but it's gross. I hate it. It's apparently like the Colorado Rockies or the Colorado State flag or a mix of the two. Great. However, you have fans elsewhere, and you also have fans who have taste. The thing with it, the colors, they're in the state flag, they're the state colors, but they're not Avs colors. So that bothers me too. Most of the other jerseys, great. If I were a fan of, of those teams, I'd be pretty happy. But this, it's a waste of a design. In fact, we were we were talking about it at work, and uh, one of my coworkers was talking about why do they even have all these other jerseys and all this other stupidity? You get your jersey. There's your jersey for the year. You get one at home and one away. Leave it alone. That's for all the sports. Sure. Yeah. So, so this reverse retro, uh, I looked it up here, Kidder, because I, I knew it is based off of uh, the Colorado Rockies, not the baseball team, but there was a team in Colorado and in Denver before uh, they had started as the Kansas City Scouts in 1974. Uh, they were there uh, until 1976, uh, in which case they moved to. Uh, to Denver. So they were the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies from 1976 to 1982. When again, they would move and Kidder, here's a little trivia for you. What team are they now? Uh, I think I knew at one point. I don't remember. <clears throat> they are the New Jersey devils. Hmm. So here's the thing. Like the Nordiques one makes sense right because our colorado avalanche were originally the quebec nordiques makes sense that's in our history this is creating a reverse retro jersey 
that's in the past of another team. Who we're competing against. Yeah. So, and, and their colors were blue, red, gold, and white. So, uh, future Howard has probably put up a photo of that along with the reverse retro for those of you who are checking us out on YouTube so that you can see what it is we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so that that was kind of my take on it, Kidder, is, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of this one, which is okay. I can now save my money and spend it on something else. Um, yeah. Save it for next year's reverse retro because, you know, they've done it two years in a row, so why wouldn't they do it another third year? <clears throat> a lot of the mm -hmm. comments that I saw were also, why is it white? Why does it have to be white? Why is every special jersey they have made, aside from the military appreciation jerseys, been white? Stop making white jerseys. I'm going to guess that they make it in white because I think they use them at a home game because they do play in them. And so uh, usually when they play at home, their jersey is white. Color, because this is the NHL. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. In the collegiate, they play white at home. And the color is the away team. In the NHL, the color jerseys are almost always the home jersey. The more you know. <laughs> the same thing with the scoreboard. When you look at a scoreboard, if there's if there's two two teams, so Howard versus Kidder, I would be the home team. If it were Kidder versus Howard, Howard would be the home team. And the same thing with the stacked, the team on the bottom is the home team. There you go. I knew all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I guess I, okay, I'm going to be honest, Kidder. I'm not like a huge, what would be the word, Jersey file, maybe, you know, like I, I, you know, I have my Colorado Avalanche Jersey, but it's not like I'm, I mean, we've seen, if you've been a longtime viewer of the Triple B, <laughs> you have seen pretty much every jersey in the Kidder collection, right? And Kidder could probably tell you if they were a home jersey, a, you know, the third jersey, or an away jersey, and I'm, I'm not that. I kind of like, I got my jersey. I'm good, you know? I, that's just how I've always been. I've never been a got to collect them all or anything like that, so... Um, I'll try just, to try to know. And the, the same thing is, you know, if, if they look really cool, I'll try to get one because if there are these one-off jerseys, I know that if you don't get a hold of one, you never will. Uh, yeah. And I just, I don't need to go down that rabbit hole of collecting. I just, <laughs> just don't. Um, I collect enough <clears throat> other things. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm here for. I'll waste my money on that <laughs> and time. Uh, yeah. So sad. Yeah. So Which, uh, yeah. They go on sale November 15th if you, you know, want to get one. Maybe, maybe get a Chicago one or a Detroit one. They're basically the same jersey hmm. with uh, different text. Couple of the other cool ones just off the top of my head. Uh, I don't I, mind I, the Dallas Stars one. 
I was going to say, Kidder, maybe before, maybe we'll have to find a night because we have a hard out here. Mm. How about this? How about the next time we record, we should rank all of the reverse retro jerseys and put that out as a special. Okay. Before they go on sale. Zero to one. <laughs> all of all of them are zero. Avalanche one. <laughs> it still sucks, but it's still number one. There. <laughs> Good to go. Yeah. I mean, I think we could pull that together. Shortest uh shortest bonus episode ever. <laughs> ah, we'll we'll put more effort into it than that. All right. All right. Well, how about something spicy? Let's let's get a spicy topic. Unless you had more hockey news. You want to talk about more hockey news? No. No. Um, and I'm trying to pull up the mm. notes you sent me about this. Mm. Oh. The, the chip challenge. I, I saw yeah. it on here. And I was hoping that you came across a secret stash of a bunch of these chips in a store. Did uh, did you did you happen to find them in the wild again? I have been so busy, I haven't really had a chance to look. But no, Kidder, you had sent me a news story, which is what I'm trying to find. As I <laughs> can't remember where you sent it to me at, because yeah. um, you know sometimes you text me things directly, and sometimes uh-huh. you send it to mm-hmm. me over Facebook, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of that. And so ah, there it is. It was a text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been talking about this for anybody who's just tuning in now, which if you are, welcome. Uh, We've been talking about that here a couple weeks ago. uh, It popped up in the holiday station where I buy my coffee some mornings. uh, The uh, one chip challenge. We talked about possibly doing it on the show. We even got JS Gunslinger to agree to do it on the show, and then they sold out. And such but shortly after that uh kidder sent me this story uh from cbs minnesota uh coming out of edina minnesota several students at an edina middle school became sick after attempting the viral one chip challenge on thursday the challenge involves eating a tortilla chip made with the extremely hot carolina carolina reaper peppers and scorpion peppers and waiting as long as possible before eating or drinking anything. Don't do this. Now, Kinder, I didn't know that that was part of this challenge. I kind of figured it was just, I I kind of figured it was just survive the chip. You know, you you eat it, as soon as you swallow it, here's my milk, you know. Mm. No, I didn't know that you had to then sit and suffer, but anyway. Yeah, uh, videos of Man, people doing this challenge are, yeah, videos of people doing this challenge are then shared to TikTok and YouTube. The Dinah Public Schools in a statement said that students at Southview Middle School were treated at the health office and others experienced eye pain after being exposed to chip dust. Several students complained of having a hard time breathing and an ambulance was called. South Health staff found no one had an alert severe allergic reaction or was injured as a result of the challenge the district says that the student who brought the chips to school was disciplined and any students who attempt the challenge at school in the future will also be disciplined 
Officials urged parents to speak with children about the dangers of the challenge, which they say is unsafe and disruptive to student learning. The Minnesota Poison Control Center says that they've received 39 calls about the challenge since the end of 2021. Most of the calls have involved children 16 and younger. So there you go. Um, yeah, if you uh, are not an adult, uh, you, sh you shouldn't do it. And uh, also, you know, if you're going to do it, be prepared, you know. Have some milk candy, have some Tums handy, you know, because it, it's probably going to suck, you know, and don't do this whole wait, you know, thing. That just sounds terrible. So there you go. An update to the chip challenge. We'll still see if we can find one for JS, but I haven't been to the other holidays. They're mm. kind of a ways away from me. Mm. The difference with him is. I mean, he's he's looking forward to it. He likes hot stuff. He even grows Carolina Reapers in his garden and puts them in his salsa. So I don't anticipate this to be a problem for him. He, he got kind of excited when I said, hey, there's this really hot chip and it's a one. It comes in a, a package of by itself. It's one chip. And he's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, do you want to try it? He's like, yes. I'm like, you could record it and then, you know, send it to us. He's like, no, I'll do it on the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. So still looking, still looking for uh, one. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if uh, we come across one. But there's your update. So, Kidder, uh, I know you consume a lot of media. Watching a lot of stuff, uh, and such. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I see on here, and I, I figured I'd kick it off to you first oh, here. But uh, you're kicking. Yeah, yeah. Passing it over to you mm -hmm. for our second football reference of the uh, of the episode. But oh uh, Kidder, it sounds like you've been watching a little Doctor Who. Well, tomorrow as in Sunday, October 23rd, is the episode, the final episode of Jodie Whittaker's tenure as the Doctor, the 13th Doctor on Doctor Who. It's an episode entitled The Power of the Doctor. I have stayed as much as I can away from the spoilers, because I hate those. The imagery the little teaser videos and everything. I've tried to stay away from all of it as best I can. So what's it about? I don't know. Who's in it? I mean, Jodie Whittaker's in it. Uh, the other companions who she's been running around with the past couple seasons are in it. Beyond that, I don't know. How does it end? I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow at 7 o'clock Central Time. Or as you're watching or listening to this, probably on your DVR. <laughs> or, you know, go find it on YouTube or something. But after we're done with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Your spoiler-free thoughts on it uh, after you've consumed that. 
But Kenner, I've been watching an interesting uh, short documentary series. Uh, it's called The Story of, um, and it was put on by Vice, and you can find several of these episodes on their YouTube channel. Um, but what it is, is it's it's the story of, and it's usually a, uh, a pop song, um, and kind of telling the story of how that song came to be. And it's usually something that has kind of become a huge hit. So things uh, like they did... Um, uh rick astley and never gonna give you up they did uh shaggy's it wasn't me uh the baja men's who let the dogs out and there's quite a few more but just some of the more notable ones um and these are really kind of fascinating because it's not necessarily the story of like the band or any of that they do get some of that in there but it is really the story of how these songs came to be and how they ended up succeeding. Um, hmm. And it's, it's actually been really kind of fascinating. And yeah, I've, I've watched or at least listened through um, cause I kind of had it on in the background. Some of this as I was uh, working as such, but just it, it, some of these were just so fascinating things that I wouldn't like normally have cared. Like, who let the dogs out by the Baja men? It's kind of an annoying song, in my opinion. Not one of my favorite, but it's got some interesting kind of history with you know the music producer basically willing this thing into existence, finding in a, a band that's like existed since I think like the 60s or 70s, going, Hey, you're gonna play this song because it's gonna make you a hit. But we got to recruit three guys on it who are going to look young and youthful in order to make it a hit. And, you know, and then he gets it produced and nobody will play it. Nobody will touch it. So they start calling uh, baseball teams and the whoever's in charge of the sound at the stadium at baseball teams and just keep like, play the song, play the song. play, And it ends up like the official fight song for like 13 different professional baseball teams. And that's what <laughs> launches it into success. I mean, so it's kind of some unique stories like that. And it's kind of been fun to, um, to listen to and to kind of hear some of these. Um, so if you are into music, it's a great thing to go check out. Um, they're short. They're about 13, 14 minutes each. Um, and they're, they're very interesting and very different. And I will also say Kidder. I, I, I will throw this out here as kind of a fun little confession that I never realized. Uh, the song, It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. I always thought Shaggy was the one kind of with the higher pitched voice who was singing. And that because it's, you know, Shaggy mm -hmm. featuring and I forget the other name. And I always thought that the other name was the, the guy who had like the heavy Caribbean accent, you know, and such. Nope. I was completely wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, I've like, only been listening to it for 20 years, so whatever. Listen, it's probably the only song by Shaggy I know, so it's probably the only time I would have ever heard his voice. Um, but I always thought, because I'd always seem like, well, that's like the featured voice, right? You know, that's the guy they brought in to make this more interesting. He's not the main vocal. Yeah, so there you go. I learned something. Well, he was it featured, was... right? Because it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, He's the lead singer. Wasn't me. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, it was very interesting on that one. That one survived Kidder purely thanks to terrestrial radio and uh, Napster as a DJ in Hawaii did not get a um, a uh, official promo disc when the CD came out. So he downloaded it on Napster and started playing it and it blew up in Hawaii and then spread across the country. So. That can be another reason to either love or hate terrestrial radio. You're welcome. So, um, but I watched that. I highly recommend it. Very good. Very interesting. Uh, and then I caught one other interesting documentary, Kidder. It's about a, another internet movement that's out there. It's called Birds Aren't Real. And yeah, they're uh, just robots, right? Yeah, they're all uh, basically that it. It's a movement that believes that between 1959 and 2001, the U.S. government has systematically eliminated and killed all of the birds, like the natural birds in the sky, and replaced them with drones that are spying on you. When you see birds sitting on power lines, that's them recharging. Um, yeah, it was an interesting kind of documentary of where the heck this movement came from and some of their beliefs and such. And it was interesting. It was... Uh, mm-hmm. It was the first time that the creator of the movement ever broke character on a, for a camera interview. So Mm. he has seriously for like five or six years played this character of this guy who believes this and has gone around the country leading demonstrations and even tried to get Twitter to change its handle. Um, So, or its logo, I should say. Mm. So that was an interesting one. That went out there for you if you're looking for something interesting to take in. But uh, besides watching, Kidder, uh, we should talk some video games because I've been playing some. Well, that's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing? Uh, so I trying to remember which episode it would have been episode either 82 or 83 i mentioned that i picked up uh mortal Kombat 11 and injustice 2 in a very sweet deal um because of that i never really played through injustice one so injustice gods among us and so i thought i already have it it was one of the free games with gold one month i'm like wow let's uh let's give it a play let's uh let's see how it is um and uh, I beat it in two nights, Kidder. Like the whole story wow. mode. Yeah. So all 12 chapters. Um, and uh, it was okay. Uh, the story itself was interesting. Like it, like, it was at least a decent story. I mean, most fighting games, the story is like the weakest part of said fighting game. Um so the fact that it actually kind of told a cohesive story that made sense why characters were, for the most part, coming into conflict, I'll give it that. There were a couple of spots where I'm like, this seems a little forced, but for the most part, it was all right. Um, the thing that bugged the crap out of me, though, was the responsiveness of the controls on that game. It just was not good. It just always felt sluggish. And so I had a probably a bit more difficulty. And again, I'm coming off of Mortal Kombat X, which was a newer game. 
Um, Injustice originally came out for the 360, so it gives you an idea how old that game is. You know, in Mortal Kombat X, I mean, it's very smooth. You feel like I push a button and my guy punches. This sometimes felt like I was pushing buttons and it was mm, like maybe every third punch was actually going through. So that was a little... Yeah, but what makes it bad is that in the story, they have these quick time events where like um, a great example is uh, they have Solomon Grundy, who's no, it's not Solomon Grundy, it's Black Adam is at the end of an alley and he's throwing cars uh, at Superman and you have to hit the correct button to zap the cars with his laser vision. And with some of these... One thing, they always changed where the button presses, so a little graphic would come up in the corner. Press the correct button, you know, so you're then like, okay, where's it going to be? Because sometimes it's, you know, like in the scene itself, sometimes it's just down in the corner. So that was always like moment of panic, like, where the hell's the button? <laughs> you know, like, uh, the particular one with the cars was difficult, because until you blasted the one car, you couldn't see the next button. So that was a little, yeah. But it just, it was some of the worst animation and such around those quick time events. And just the controls being a bit sluggish wasn't great. So it was okay. Will I play like all of the little star missions that come with it? No. Um, I'm probably done with it. I probably will delete it off the Xbox um, so that I have room for other things. <laughs> but um, but the story, story was all right. It was, it was all right. It at least kept me entertained for two nights. So. Is that kind of like the Medal of Honor and Battlefield games where the controls seem super sluggish compared to Call of Duty or other first-person shooter games? Yeah, it, it, it a little bit like that. This just felt like it just wasn't even responding. Like it, it almost felt like there was a certain rhythm you had to have to, to really get it to respond and respond well. And if you didn't have it, then you really struggled. Hmm. Um, so it just, it just didn't feel responsive on a lot of button pushes. So I did a little bit of the tutorial even, and I had one of the combos. It was a simple combo. It was like X, Y, X must've taken me 40 tries to, to get it. And it was just to try and get my buttons at the right timing to pull it off. It just, mm -hmm. so yeah, it was, it was all right. That's it. It can, it can leave my machine now. There you go. And speaking of what uh, I think you're already going to do or say, but uh, this week, if you pre-ordered Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you could pre-load the game and play the campaign a week early. So there are people out there playing the, the campaign now. They also make it uh, certain certain features, that is, available only if you play through the campaign for multiplayer, which I'm kind of a fan of, because you have to play the game and actually play the game. But for me, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I am not purchasing it immediately. I am not purchasing the vault version or the regular version. I am waiting until Black Friday or Cyber Monday to see if it goes on sale. And if it does, 
I might pick it up. Hmm. And I'm leaning on might because I need to finish Modern Warfare and Battlefield 4 playthrough, but I'm doing that on the hardest difficulty to try and get all the ribbons, which is difficult, you know, by itself. I never played through Battlefield 5 and uh, Battlefield 2042 I need to play through. There's a lot of games that I need to play, <laughs> and I haven't done that. Uh, I've been mostly playing Star Trek Online and just getting you know, daily progression for the overall campaign rewards because you get a pretty decent reward out of doing these campaigns, and it's just one mission a day. So 15 minutes out of your day, and then you can forget about it until the next day. And then, you know, after 10 to 20 days, you end up with this reward and it's claimable on all of your characters on your account, which is also really nice because you don't have to play through that thing 20 times for each character, which would be astronomically stupid. But I happen to ask Rude Boy Kyle and Brother Nico. Uh, so you guys uh, picking up MW2? No. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page. We got a, we got the plan. The plan is ready. You know, it'd be interesting, Kidder, to uh, to try and do uh, maybe get the gang together to play a little bit. Now, once uh, Modern Warfare 2 is out, see if all of the hardcore players have left and gone to play the newest and greatest, maybe we'd have some better matches, um, a little bit better time. It might also be great to wait till like after Christmas to try that so that people who receive it as a Christmas present, again, we could see probably some of the more toxic players leaving the scene and maybe have a better time. Be an interesting yeah. experiment. Yeah, because, well, you better turn on your Xbox now and start the updates. <laughs> <laughs> because you got an you have an update by the way <clears throat> um <laughs> probably several yeah uh rude boy Kyle will have to load it to get all of his shaders loaded so uh I'll have to get him him on that and brother Nico too so yes I would like to to do that and I think we, there's a couple different ways that we could do it of course we can discuss that off the episode of you know, streaming and uh, screen recording the stream, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, it would be fun if we could get the four views of it, like a multi view, and then record that. But we might have to get Tate involved on Twitch to then multi stream or multicast, multi host, because. You know, he's a, a Twitch partner and has all of the special Twitch abilities. And I don't think he has Modern Warfare, but maybe they, maybe he does. We could form almost an entire team, Howard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I think, some things that we could uh, possibly look at doing. Because um, I know you uh, stream on Twitch. Kyle does on occasion. So maybe there's a way to record it, download it off of Twitch, maybe edit it all together. 
we could look into it. As I said, we have until after Christmas if we're going to do this and do this right. So mm-hmm. we have the technology. Yeah, no, just can we find use the, it? We just got to find the time to implement it <laughs> and the time. Yes, that's yeah. that's something else that we don't know if we have time. And yeah. I don't know if we have time for anything else because time is a confluence ebbs and flows and wibbly wobbliness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, since I have a hard out kidder, even though we haven't really talked as long as we normally do and we're sorry folks, but Hey, it, 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 at least we, at least we made an episode. Um, <laughs> it's time <laughs> we wrap this thing up uh, so that I can get back to kids sitting. And uh, uh, You got something here. I don't know if it's a, if it's an episode, but it'll get you through something. <laughs> is it time it, it's it's that time getter here we go all right well we talked about our website but again just a reminder it's beer blues bs.com beer blues bs.com right there on the website everything you ever wanted to know about us at the triple b got our bios on there our info our contact information in fact And what's even more important is the buy us a beer button. Visit us there and buy us a beer, please. And thank you. If you want to buy us a beer, buy us a round. We would really appreciate it because sharing is caring and we're always thirsty for more because, you know, you run out of stylish beverages like this and you go to the fridge looking for something else. And well, we're out. So help us out by buying us a beer or buying us around beerbluesbs.com. You'll see the beer right in the middle of the page. Also, while you're there, visit our merch store. Click the merch button. You can find all kinds of stuff on there, including T-shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, uh, there's uh, uh, pictures, pillowcases or pillows, like throw pillows, the pint glasses. I, what I was trying to think of was. The grill apron, kind of like the kiss the cook or kiss the chef, but uh, much more stylish. All kinds of wonderful things available now at beerbluesbs.com. Beerbluesbs.com. While you're there, you can get the links to our YouTube page, Spotify, and much more. Our YouTube video version of this show available every week. So join us and watch the old ones too, because you never know what you missed if you didn't catch one of the episodes. If you go to YouTube, search Beer Blues and BS or on Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, and potentially even more. So on your favorite audio service, If you have an account, just search Beer Blues and BS and hit the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. We'd love for you to join us on the audio and the video versions. Thumbs up, please. Hit the share button. Sharing is caring. And make sure you smash that sub button. We appreciate it. Trying to to get to uh, our required minimum subscribers so then we can make a quarter cent per view. Because we need to make a little bit of money to help keep the show on the air. Why? Why not? <laughs> Other than that, the Killer Kidder shows on Spotify. You can listen to thousands of great 
personally curated tracks just for you, not only in the rock and metal world, but many other songs from every genre out there. Spotify search The Killer Kidder Show and see it or hear it for yourself. As for that, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Beer Blues BS. Search us, like us, share us. We appreciate it. Even comment. Howard, did you see the post put up yesterday about the pizzas? I uh, I did. I did see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a throwback to a previous episode, but you know what? I was hungry and I felt like sharing it because that pizza looked damn good. And it was pretty damn good. And you can comment your favorite type of pizza, your favorite location of pizza, all of that. Beer Blues BS on Facebook and Instagram. That's just the latest, you know, just trying to keep you all updated on what's happening with the Triple B. So that's about it for this one. He's Howard Blues. He's got some fancy lighting over there. Good job, Mm -hmm. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to do some adjustments, but it's a start. That's pretty much this entire show to a definition. (laughs) It's a start. (laughs) We'll adjust it along the way. He's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this um, episode of uh, the, the best damn podcast on Google Meet. Make sure you join us for the uh, the next episode because there's going to be another one. We will punish you with our our technological prowess. So thank you for joining us for this one, and hopefully you join us for the next one as well. Make sure your glass is at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next Beer Blues and B.S. All right. We got an episode. We're over. Damn it. We're over. 501. Yeah. No wonder we can't be on television. We can't back time worth shit. <laughs> That's all right. We'll uh we'll survive. We'll survive. But I probably got to run. Um Okay. Stop that record. Smash the sub button. Do the thing. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I'm going to spend the whole episode trying to keep my head right here. Because, you know, it's daylight, so I have a blazing mm-hmm. hot window right behind me. So it's like, got to keep the head here. Put up a few things to block it, but... Part of that moved my lights around a little bit. Yeah. 
Did yeah, you get one of those either. on sale lights? You know, Kidder, sometimes you just have to ruin all the fun. <laughs> just one, huh? You got That's a big space. You need like 20 of them. Yeah, truthfully, it's kind of far over in the corner because, man, Kidder, I sat here like, race, 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 open it up, put it together because I haven't had time. I'm like, I'll have it up. I'll surprise him with it at some point during the show. No, Gator's got to ask about it before the show. Hey, now it's going to be in behind the curtain. Maybe. Although, just just pretend we didn't do that. Oh, no. Oh, now it's in there. It's in there. It's. Oh. 